in one of the interviews you said that you would love to play live action version of Asterion. Is, oh my god, yeah. Do you yeah. have like a story in mind or do you like I don't care. I don't play anything. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do a cameo in a D&D movie just for the fans. I don't give a shit. I'll, I'll play him in any way. <laughs> Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Behind the Voice. I'm joined by a very awesome guest, uh, Neil Newman, who has played Asterian in Baldur's Gate 3. Thank you so much for joining, taking the time. And it's just such an amazing time right now because Baldur's Gate 3 has been going crazy. So thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you. No problem. Thanks for asking me in. Yeah, it's been, um, it's been a bit of a whirlwind over the last few weeks. It's been quite amazing. And we, we've had so many positive reviews and feedbacks from the community and, yeah. and critics alike. Uh, we had, uh, I think PC Gamer just gave us their highest rating for oh, 16 yeah. years. Yeah, yeah. Um, like 97%, which is yeah. insane. I don't, I'm curious as to why, what the 3% was about. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, not, really, it's not about 97. It's like, really, what was that 3%? Yeah, I'm joking. It's, it's like, um, it's, it's thrilling. And uh, I respect a lot of the, you know, a lot of the critics I respected as a gamer myself. And I trust a lot of their opinions as well, you know. Um, so to have that from a, a powerhouse like PC Gamer is truly quite exceptional and, and really quite humbling, actually. Yeah. I, I know I spoke to lots of the cast and the crew, and, and we've all been quite blown away by the, the attention and the war, and the beautiful reception from, like I said, from critics and fans alike. It's been quite overwhelming and very touching and very humbling Yeah. Um, as an actor. You know, I mean, let's not forget, you know, I'm, I'm on the narrative side, essentially. I do some in-game mechanics as well, and I was consulting with them. I was directing with them as well. But really, largely, my stuff is focused on the narrative and the cinematics. Yeah. Um, there's so many people. There's literally like almost 400 people, I think 500 people, in Larian that have been working for years on this game to try and make it the best. And the amount of passion everybody has poured in to this game, including people like the QA testers and the mm -hmm. marketing team, everybody has just been working so hard to make this the best possible uh, experience for gamers and, and for, for players um, that they can. So it's been yeah. extraordinary. Yeah. A real blessing. Yeah, I'm really, I'm, really quite, um, I'm really quite humbled by it. Yeah, it has been insane. I cannot believe how the, the launch, uh, especially the launch of the game, everybody was like waiting for it. And when the game came out, it just yeah. keeps on bro breaking <laughs> records. I was like, what the? It's, it was just growing up. Yeah. I, I, like now I think it's like 800 plus players like on Steam playing it. I was like, wow. That's insane. Yeah, we were we were curious if it was going to top nine hundred thousand. I'm not. Sure, I haven't been keeping up with the um the player count on Steam alone, but I'd be curious to see whether it goes across nine hundred thousand. That'd be amazing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it, also we, we got, and we've got the PS5 release in two weeks as well. Yeah. So uh, we're not even finished yet. You know, it's just still <laughs> just getting started. Thing, so. Yeah, yeah. I just want to start it, which is great. I love that. It's so it's so amazing. Uh, so you know, like when all of this was happening, when the sales numbers were coming up and when the reviews were going so crazy. Did you have someone like, did you go out and some message to someone or did you contact someone like, hey, this is happening, like, this is crazy? Uh, yeah, sort of. I mean, uh, the, the the main party cast, uh, there's 300 people in the cast. They're all um, incredible actors, uh, amazing actors. Um, but the main hardcore party, which is the origin party and the three extra, I think it's three extra um, playable characters, hmm. or four extra playable characters, I'm sorry. Um, we have a WhatsApp group. Oh, wow. um, which uh, which I've dubbed the Wild Bunch, uh, and that's purely that was purely to support each other and say how are you doing, you're okay. Yeah. We're all really nervous about it, so we started a WhatsApp group 
somebody to check in with each other going, are you okay? <laughs> yeah. you know? And so, and, and of course, with the origin characters and with the, um, the support and with the uh, non-playable party members, also we have the amazing Amelia Tyler, who's the narrator, yeah. the dungeon master, essentially, of the whole thing, yeah. the voice of Larian in that way. Um, so uh, she's also a part of, uh, of our group as well, obviously. So, yeah, between all of us, we were talking together and uh, just trying to be there for each other because I think quite a lot, I, I was nervous. I was very nervous about the release. And not because I thought it was going to be bad, mm -hmm. just because I really hoped people would get it and yeah. really dig it and really and really feel the passion from all these hundreds and hundreds of people uh, that have gone into making this project over years. Yeah. Um, just to really get the vibe of like how much we've just thrown everything at this, this, this amazing game. So yeah, it was, yeah, it was cool. But yeah, we were all talking, we were like, oh my God, have you seen this? So it's been, it's been a really wonderful experience. Um, without, losing, without losing our footing, I would say, you know, all of us are very aware that, you know, we're just a small part of you know, another cog and, in the machine of yeah. this 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 project this production so um it, it's been with a, a lot of healthy grounding uh but it has been wonderful to see it and, and to, it's been great to talk to and also i know i know a lot of the devs and crew anyway so it's been nice to talk to them pit stop productions obviously as well who've been instrumental in the recordings so it's been really great to speak to everybody and larian are amazing man they're such an amazing yeah. company i'm really stoked to be a part of this and bold gate 3 is a dream job it really is yeah, I, I've heard you say that like uh, it's it's been a dream of yours to be in a game like this because you're a big, massive mm. fan of D&D. &D. So like, mm -hmm. what was it like when you first kind of found out like, hey, I can, I'm going to be a part of this game. What was your yeah. reaction at that point? So when I first found out I was going to be part of this game, I actually worked out what game it was in the audition process. Um, <laughs> because I, I, well, I, I knew it was going to be either Icewind Dale or Baldur's Gate 3. Mm. So I knew that. It was going to be one or the other, or maybe some wild new IP. Yeah. But it was still going to be D&D. I realized it was going to be D&D very early on. Um, yeah, so uh, when I found that out, I, I was just, I, I, I did, I think it was like, we had 12 options of races that we could go up for. I submitted 10 or something like that. Just, I, I wanted to play anything. I didn't care what I played in it. I could have been just like second goblin in Band of Goblins. I don't care. You know, I'd play anything in this game. Um, so then I got Astarian, which was a wonderful world. And I was very, very, um, very touched that, that the faith in me from Josh Whedon, from Jason Latino, uh, was such that they, they thought I could play this role. And then after playing this role and thinking, oh, this is great, this is a lovely character, then being told that he's actually a companion character really just blew my head apart that was just uh that was something i hadn't predicted would could possibly happen <laughs> when i was auditioning it was just like get me in the game somehow <laughs> and then to find out that actually he's one of the main origin party members yeah. and it just kept on coming like that it was just it was just a gift after gift every time new scenes or new stories were developing we were told okay now this is happening this is where the arc's going and this is what's happening to your character and what you're going to be doing it was just mind-blowingly beautiful as an actor to be given all these amazing scripts and these opportunities so i've just been on this amazing creative high for about four years and uh, I feel, i'm worried i'm going to crash a little bit hard when i have to finally <laughs> finally actually let go of the mm. fact that I'm no longer playing a star in which I haven't yeah. quite done yet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can't imagine how because you guys play, you played it for four years. Like it's there is an attachment to yeah. that, so I don't like it's hard to like even let go. So I'm just like really happy to because you have done such a great job playing Asterian. There's a oh, lot of there's a lot of fans much. like you know people find you hot. People who find you like uh, love to they interact. Find with the you. Hot. They, they find, find the they character hot. They find the character. I would say I would say <laughs> both. 
I would, I, uh, I would go with that. Okay. <laughs> no, but like people have been so much, so fondly about this character, and they just want to protect yeah. Asterian as much as they can. That is just, I love to see people's reaction or, and stuff or, like that. Or push him on to do even worse things. Yeah, either way. <laughs> <Or push him laughs> yeah. Even split. Even like, split. Naughty as you can, or, you know, look after <laughs> yeah. Him, yeah. Actually, the evil thing thing that I first got to see from Asterian was when. I'm in camp and I think it's very early and I think everybody knows is I'm we're in camp and then he comes up sneaking and trying to uh bite me. And that was that was the part yeah, I was like, was, Yeah, that's that's great, Asterian. That was one of <laughs> it was one of the early lines that I suddenly realized how much fun I was gonna have with the character when um he gets caught and his initial reaction is not not to try and cover, it's just yeah. shit. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. It's like that's... it's like that's all he has. It's like I have nothing for this moment. I've I just realized how fun this was going to be, what an experience this was going to be. So, yeah, I was very, very lucky in that sense that um, uh, I've been afforded a lot of play with this character. And that's down to Stephen Rooney, the writer, and also, you know, the the, the writers generally, because they all obviously created this world with Swen. Um, It's been really interesting being able to to have a lot of fun Mm. and also deal with a lot of the heavy weights, very challenging at times, in a good way, creatively. Uh, storylines that we've been also offered up. It's, we've had everything from from really fun, funny, improv, you know, or near improvisational stuff in a way uh, to, to doing some really heavy hitting storylines that actually are quite meaningful and, yeah. and quite um, quite challenging creatively to be able to get right with the right tone. So it's been incredible, man. This game, this game is this job has been the perfect job. Yeah, really. Has. Yeah, I, I love that. I, I know you mentioned somewhere that you had uh, dialogues um, kind of improvised, as you mentioned, like improvisation here and there. So, how was mm, that? Like? I wouldn't say dia- I wouldn't. I wouldn't say dialogue was improvised. Mm. It was more like playing, really stretching where we could take it. Yeah. So it wasn't improvisation. It was more like here's the line, which is a brilliant and well written, and we didn't really mess with it too much. But taking how which direction the line was going to go in mm. was quite wild i think that's what i was really referring to probably in a bad way so yeah sorry <laughs> no. carry on though actually i, 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 I there, took so. it in the completely wrong way but no i i what i was trying to say is like because i especially as you mentioned there's there's lines and you have to go in a certain way and you guys played with mm-hmm. it how was that kind of like with the writer itself like because you guys have might have to change certain things and after like how you wanted to go in a certain direction how is that sort of playfulness in some ways was like with the, with the director and writer yeah so with the writer the writers are great and they're also online the whole time that we're working wow. so when it's whenever it's one of our especially with with the origin characters whenever it was one of our sessions the writers would be online and available mm-hmm. Because um, often you have a question and go, well, what does this mean, or what does that relate to this thing, or, or blah blah blah. Um, so they would always be there, which would be, was amazing actually to be able to have that kind of level of instant feedback yeah. um, that they would say. Like for instance, my writer was uh, largely Steve Rooney, and so often there'll be small minor things I wanted to like tinker a little bit, or can I say this in this way? Because I feel like Starin would do, and he was always very, there to respond and be able to guide and help. But interestingly enough, you know, our takes on our characters, well, I can only speak for starring, so I don't know the other actors' experience, as positive as I know it was. I don't know what their react- their interactions with their writers were. So just yeah. from my experience, um, I know that I started doing lines in a very different way to how Stephen imagined them, but he liked it, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he started writing to a rhythm that I was creating with my performance. So I would often find that these lines over the, the next, you know, the following weeks and stuff would have 
certain things that I was doing anyway that were sort of built into them more. So it was actually easier to access that. And in a way, we both kind of developed and, and found the character after he'd written it, we both sort of were still playing with the character and developing. Obviously, I was still pushing the character in many different ways, trying to um, really commit to the story. And he yeah. was then following my rhythm. I was then following his rhythm as well. So it was a really nice, beautiful, symbiotic relationship that we had. And then I got to speak to him as well. So he and I became mates and we've <laughs> actually spoken a few times. Wow. Um, I, think, I think I did a video for him. Oh, I think oh. I, somebody asked somebody, somebody asked me to do a song in a starring voice for him for his birthday, <laughs> so I did. I can't remember what the song is now. You have to ask Stephen. Wow. But I'm pretty sure I did a video for him, yeah. That'd be great. As a star, which is hysterical. Yeah. Actually, that'd really be cool. great to, you know, listen to a song in a Sharon's voice. That'd be awesome. I think a lot of people yeah. would love it, actually. I think I, I, think I did a cameo. Somebody bought a cameo for him. Oh, me. wow. Like, yeah, I did it as a star, which is hysterical, <laughs> yeah. It's a little too messy, but it's very fun. Yeah. I mean, this is it. It's, it's, been, it's been a lot of fun. It's been hard work for everybody in, in yeah. physically, I would say, in, mm. you know, in terms of stamina, voice control, that kind of stuff. But, um, but it's been wonderful. It's yeah. been, like, it's joyous. And there's a lot of joy in this game for the performers. And uh, I hope the devs as well. You know, a lot of people I've spoken to have just loved this experience. So we're very lucky, man. Got very yeah, lucky. Yeah. absolutely. I'm, I'm so glad that you guys had such a great time because the fan base is growing his fans base is insane mm. people constantly discover new things and um, you know new ways of interact yeah. whether it's good or bad that's up to them but like it's a it's great fun and i you know you mentioned about cameo like somebody requesting you in a certain way what are the things that people mm. usually like fans usually ask you from like that is there something common <laughs> that people always ask um uh, yeah well I, I don't like the term fans, to be honest. I, fans of the game, fans of the character, not fans of mine, because I, I find that uncomfortable. Um, but I, I, people that really like the characters and the stories and stuff, um, they tend to ask for <laughs> sometimes quite inappropriate things for a starian to say, which is fine because it's a starian, not me. Yeah. I don't think I'd be able to do that as me. I don't think I'd be comfortable doing that. But as a starian, it's like, just silly things like kind of taking the mickey out of them or making them feel small or put downs or, or the inevitable flirty lines and things, yeah. which is fine. Because uh, that's who the character is. I think if somebody asked me, Neil Newborn, to do what I probably wouldn't say, thank you, but I'm not really comfortable doing that. Thank yeah. you, right? So, um, so it's nice to be able to hide behind him to do that kind of stuff. Um, nothing in it actually inappropriate, just uh, treading the lines of good taste, I would say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think one of the one of the best things about Asheron is how he, I love the way, and you delivered so well, I love the way when he says, darling, I just love it. I, I just like, whenever yeah, I... Yeah, that, that was definitely something, yeah, that was definitely something that we, that became a thing. Um, initially, I think there was like one darling in the sentence, uh, but because I, I started adding it here and there um, quite early on that mm. Stephen heard that. And then I think it was a few requests for me to add that in as well. Um, and I think he then started using that as like a habitual, uh, habitual thing from Astarian. So that became very much a thing out of me going, I had a darling, all that kind of stuff. But I think he liked it so much. And I started requesting it a few times that it became part of his vernacular, uh, which yeah. was kind of cool. Yeah. That was definitely something that was a development of the character, yeah. yeah. But it was nice. It's also because dar the word darling, is in, especially when you have a British accent, uh, which he does, um, you can use it in so many different ways. Yeah. You can 
use it as a flirtation. You can use it as a comfort. You can use it as a put down. You can use it sarcastically. You can use it as a patronization. You yeah. can use it as, a, as a, you can use it as a threat. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's a wonderful it's a wonderful thing to be able to use a single word in ten, yeah. ten different ways. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it's definitely it, became, it sort of becomes a weapon of his. You know what I mean? It's like a <laughs> yeah. verbal weapon. Yeah. So he's he's weaponized an, uh, an affectional term, which I think is very funny. Yeah. Um, for him to do that, it's very British. <laughs> <laughs> it's very British. Yeah, I think it's a weapon don't that. You, uh, don't you think? Don't you think so too, darling? <laughs> no, it's like actually, you know, well, pretty funny. Yeah. Oh my God! It's a weapon that not everybody expected. It's a hidden weapon, secret weapon that a sterling only yeah. uses. Love it. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. cool, but... darling. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. I think uh, one of the one of the scenes, and I, I, it's probably not exactly a spoiler, but like it's one of those. Uh, moments where I feel like Asterian, I just love his funny moments and it was not exactly like absolutely completely laughing but I just love that because he is scared of clowns <laughs> which is like I loved some of his lines is like yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna it's, fucking kill you I was like that's great yeah, it, it was it wasn't it wasn't so much I think I wasn't I wasn't working so much on the fear of clowns it was more of the disgust of clowns mm, yeah everything was like this idea that they're just the idea of the whole idea of audience participation for somebody that's been living in the shadows for 200 years it just doesn't sit with it. he just finds it gauche and uh, mm. and uh it's not for him it's sort of beneath him a little yeah. bit so the fact that he's put in that position uh is i mean i think he really means that. i think he really means that he's going to kill um but it was again it was just again another great series of lines and opportunities to have a lots of fun with the character whilst you know uh, in these moments of lightness before these heavier moments that come along and everything yeah. so it was a real gift um but yeah he's not afraid he definitely hates them though he definitely yeah. thinks oh. very gauche and uh, over the top and and not not very cool so, yeah yeah i think it's very uncomfortable <laughs> It's really, I mean, really, they're just glorified dolls, really, aren't they? They're just, you know, prancing around, seeing other people's tunes. Where was the talent in that? <laughs> <laughs> Clowns. So, yeah, I'm like that. Lovely. I, he's very un uncomfortable. But I, I do think so if he was... Deeply uncomfortable, <laughs> darling. Deeply uncomfortable, darling. Oh, man. Yes, not really an audience participant. Not really a team player audience participation, you know. <laughs> Anyway, sort of poking, not doing. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was, if it was a one-on-one -on -one situation, I think he would kill him, the clown. He would probably be. Yeah, I think he would, I think he would definitely kill him, uh, yeah. I think for sure. Yeah, but he's, there's too many witnesses, you know, or rather, sorry, the audience. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> oh, man. Some people are just like, I remember one of my friends, at least, uh, he, I think uh, the first time when you crash land and then the first you go to the to uh, uh, the first actually even mission that you get to get uh, do. He's he was not even there yet. He was just doing some side mission and he just went somewhere else and he was just playing for thirty minutes till he got to the goblin uh, to kill the goblins things. And I was um, like, wow, okay, yeah. <laughs> you spent so oh, much yeah. time. Yeah. You can go, you can go really far off. Yeah. I haven't even started a play a playthrough yet. I'm doing. I'm due to start a playthrough. I think this Sunday. 
Oh, I'm going to attempt to start playing through it. Yeah, the only rule we have in my party is that we, Astarian must be in the party at all times <laughs> as a companion. Yeah, of course. I'm not playing it. I'm not going to play him. But yeah, I mean, it's, you can get sidetracked. You can play multiplayer. Mm-hmm. And I believe you can have two players just go off and do oh, the yeah. entire story separately and then come back again. I mean, it's, it's extraordinary the technological feat they've done with it. So I didn't even think that it was possible. So yeah. there's, there's, also, there's also a lot of stuff that people have been finding out about the game that Lara didn't know you could do uh, that oh, wow. to me is wild so wow. if you want one 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 thing is uh, the owl from the top rope i believe was somebody's co- coined it was a appears they put in gravity physics um they somebody worked out how to do something which basically kind of crits bosses in one hit if you do it very it's very difficult to do it but you can essentially do like a a, a critical hit on a boss and just wipe them out with like 800 to 1000 points of damage or something like that mm. and it, you're just Type in Al off the top ropes and you'll see Al, Al Bear off the top ropes, sorry. And you'll see what I mean. But they didn't know you could do that. So <laughs> there's lots of things that people are finding out that Lara are going, oh, okay. <laughs> um, I guess that's, that's the it. Testament to how good the game is. Yeah, amazing. Wow. I love that people are able People are just like gamers, every time they're able to not exactly exploit, but explore so much that they're able to find things. And it's just amazing to see. It's amazing to see that one of these things was like something that the developer even didn't know was technically there mm. um but you know yeah. you've just done so much recording four years of recording and it must be so mm. many things like was there ever a point of like burnouts of some kind because obviously you've done so mm. much to do so was something did you get to in that zone or was it like all passion flowing through um it was i think regardless of whether i burnt out or not it was passion running through the whole time um i'm a workaholic uh, I like to work hard. I love what I do. I always do my, my metaphorically and sometimes literally blood on the floor. Um, but in terms of burnout, yeah, I definitely burned physically. My voice and my body burnt out twice, I think, in four years. And both times it was just like I'd just been working so hard uh, on this and other projects as well. You know, but this was a huge one uh, that my body and my voice just gave out. Um, I think the last time it happened wasn't too long ago. It was a few months ago. And I needed two days of rest, uh, fully rest, not even speaking to people, not like doing anything. And then I came back into the studio. It was fine. So I'm lucky. I have a lot of stamina and I have a lot, very high tolerance to work in that way. But yeah, even I burnt out. But it was not, not burning out in terms of spirit. Yeah. It was just a physical thing. And I think that's important to say that um, despite how hard we were working, despite um, how much we had to get through in a short space of time, uh, the burnouts that I faced, certainly, I think other people did as well. It was purely physical. It wasn't a, 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 a spiritual, mm-hmm. you know, a mental, emotional burnout. It was physical. It was just the, the levels of work were so high and, and demanding that inevitably at some point you're going yeah. to be knackered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, um, to have, yeah, it have to happen, it I, I, did not, I would say. I would say this, though. I didn't have a bad day. Um, I had two challenging days when I burnt out, but they weren't bad days. It was just me being disappointed in myself and having to call a session early or whatever, or having director uh, support me and, and uh, I call a session early, which everybody supported, by the way. I was the only person who was upset about it. Everybody else was like, no, 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 it's, you, know, you, you need time off. I was like, no, <laughs> Jesus, buddy, no, why? So, you know, and uh, so that was the amazing thing as well. There was never like, I felt awful that I had to quit 
halfway through a session because my body and my voice was just done mm. and um i felt awful because i was wasting people's time you know i felt like it was just it was a bad thing i did everybody else was like dude you need to rest we want you to rest you know yeah. and pit stop productions were very supportive and, and good saying take two days off we're canceling your sessions rest 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 so it was so that again it was like you know it, was, it wasn't bad it was mm. just there's only so much the voice and body yeah. can do uh before you actually need to rest Yeah. yeah that's right it's, it's like some things even like you said like workaholic i i tend to believe i'm not exactly but i, I do know that i worked so much that I, there's times when i want to do something but i'm just so tired that i just i just i just can't or i'm not able to think or something like that so like take rest i think mm -hmm. is something that is very much needed even though a lot of people cannot include at least me i know that i sometimes ignore it like you know i'm gonna rest at night uh, at once so yeah yeah, yeah that's, that's yeah, yeah. something i totally i totally understand that especially for voice actors you guys do so much so much work physically and you know verbally that you guys definitely need a lot of rest to like perform even better uh, i do know that in one of the interviews you said that you would love to play the live uh, uh live action version of asterion uh is, oh my god yeah is there oh something god. do you yeah. have like a story in mind or do you like would you like to go back to like kind of the like origin I, story i have, I, have I, i don't care i don't play anything <laughs> <laughs> i'll do a cameo in a dnd movie just for the fans i don't give a shit i'll, I'll play him in any way um i just like the character a lot and i realize i can physically get away with looking kind of like him as well which is good so i don't care i just like i just want to play him again the bottom line is i just want to play a star again that's yeah. right i haven't quite get, let go of the character so i'd love to do a live action role play that'd be amazing oh that would be great a live action uh, film or something yeah yeah i think film. i think you'll be honest you actually look and i know uh <laughs> i was speaking to as i said deborah again you know, I, well thank you darling <laughs> yes i think i rather do don't I? take off the hair yeah i got the fangs for it you see oh my god did you this feel like you developed yeah. specifically for staring like yep these are prosthetics darling <laughs> i had them put in about a year ago no no they're real my, my real fangs but i think you know i think i can get away with it as well I yeah good job <laughs> that would be great yeah i think it'd yeah. be perfect at, at the same time yeah <laughs> lovely uh but you know i i, I think every single character has this but i think i love that about asterians like you have multiple sides of you have you have a good version sort of you have also have like, like the evil version at the same time so you have to play both the sides at times like what is that like because you're trying to go in a certain direction with like being a certain way and then you also have to record in another version of it so was there a challenge behind it or was that sort of like an easier process as you guys went through it when we had to um film every aspect of the character it wasn't uh, it wasn't bad it wasn't challenging if anything it was actually incredibly rewarding because usually as you know uh, a non-branching more traditional linear stories there's an a there's a start middle and end whereas with branching narratives as we all know because it's been around for quite some time and i I've, i've definitely done my fourth or fifth branching narrative game i think um you know what it does is it rewards the actor by giving you every possible yeah. combination permutation of every situation which means you get to play the character over and over and over and over again in every different possible iteration of the person and their story uh for me as an actor that's awesome because i get yeah. to play a starian in every different possible way um as opposed to just the one thing mm. So I really and I think that also really deepens the connection that an actor can have with an actor, with a character especially because it takes time to do that yeah. therefore you're going to be with the character for you know usually a year or two and in our case four years 
which means that your your understanding of the character and your relationship with the character as an actor deepens and widens and you you become even more confident with how how they are and you you get instinctively impulsive with many different things in different situations to the point where you're you're not really engaging a huge amount of intellect after a certain amount of point because it's in your body it's in your instrument and you just you just start playing like crazy and so for me uh, it was wonderful it was an amazing gift of a branching narrative game yeah. so i realized i'm going to get to play him in every possible situation mm-hmm. fundamentally that also means the actor has to do their work they have to have a good strong foundation of who the character is when they're developing the character they need to be able to make sure that it's rooted into who the character is at all times whether that develops and grows and you get certain habits that you discover along the way absolutely but fundamentally if your foundation isn't rock solid to begin with like you who are who is this person what are their ultimate wants needs objectives super objectives etc if you have that right then it's just incredible because you can just okay now we're doing this now we're doing this now we're doing this so you get to explore everything about them which uh, as an actor i mean i personally i think it's an actor it's a dream role for an actor is to play the multiverse, multiverse, <laughs> multiverse version yeah. of your character is a gift. It's extraordinary. Yeah, very yeah. cool. I love. That. So yeah, not difficult, not bad. Like, awesome. Yeah, totally awesome. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually love that when you have like multiple sides of the character and you can see, you can experience those multiple sides. Like if you go in this route, he will behave in this way and eventually if you yeah. go in a different route he will eventually go in this way and i love that there's a, a evil or whatever side of it because it, it just makes it even more interesting that character and i love uh, seeing those scenes and it was just such a great time it also follows the player's choices yeah so you're 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 woven into the player's story the whole time mm-hmm. because they're making the choice they're, they're help pushing you in one direction or the other yeah. or by accident sometimes or deliberately so um but essentially you're still very much tied to their experience yeah. um which is great so yeah from that point of view it's um it's a very cool experience yeah absolutely yeah, there's just uh there's just so many so many awesome characters and even actors in this game like who have played amazingly uh you know i know baggy robertson is also part of this like what was it like to like you know to see her in the part of this game i guess work together Rest uh, Evil. There was, yeah it was great to see maggie again in the game um she and i obviously we became friends pretty much on day one of a resident evil village i met her for the family scene of resident evil village and i just thought i just blown away by her talent i just thought you are absolutely extraordinary we got speaking i didn't speak to anybody properly until after we shot that scene because oh, wow. i flew in late to resident evil village everybody did a read-through which is quite normal so it's my enormous <laughs> foot just flying past camera uh, <laughs> massive foot just times nice. over. sorry about that folks um so uh yeah i didn't meet the resident evil family until after the read-through the first day of shooting because i flew in i was flying in from another job mm. and i landed um like i think it was like nine o'clock in the evening they already had the read-through that day i started filming the day afterwards or a day and a half afterwards or something so I didn't meet any of the actors. Whether the actors were all just on the "Hi, how are you? I'm such and such." You know, I didn't know anybody apart from Stephen Evely, the director. Who, you know, who's my friend. Yeah. Um, so I got to meet their characters first, <laughs> and then afterwards, it was like it was like little man thing. Oh, hi, I'm Maggie. It's like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> exactly. So I got to see their characters first, which is really cool. Like you know, um, Jesse Pimentel as well. I saw, I saw Moreau. I got to saw like everybody, Andy Norris, you know, and all yeah. those kind of cats. It was really awesome to meet their characters first and yeah. then get to know them as people <laughs> afterwards. 
so Maggie and I, Maggie and I became mates from then. And um, when I when I knew that she was going to be on this, I, I was very lucky. I managed to come in for the day and hang out in her session, which was awesome. I knew she'd be brilliant. She's a terrific, amazing, BAFTA nominated actor. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, so you know, uh, and an award winning actor. Sorry, uh, award winning and BAFTA. <laughs> Um, and um, yeah, it was great to see her work because she was she's amazing in this role, and her accent is absolutely flawless. Her ability is flawless, and she's also a really cool human being. So, yeah. which is which is disgusting when you think about it, darling. She has almost no flaws. I'm trying to discover them so I can horribly manipulate her, but so far, no luck. So oh, far, man. she's clean as a whistle. Oh man, so disappointing. So disappointing. Um, <laughs> Uh, is the lighting okay? Because it is getting dark. I might flip the lights on a bit. Oh, right. I think lighting is cool. fine. Yeah, I don't think so. It's okay. All right, it's, cool. it's perfectly yeah, yeah, great. Plunging in darkness. <laughs> cool. uh, so yeah, so Maggie Robertson is a, is an amazing actor, and I'm so glad for her success. And I look forward to our next game together, whatever that's oh, yeah. going to be. Yeah. That would be that would be awesome because I actually got to know you from Resident Evil Village because and. Um, mm. Even though Lady Dimitrescu was great, tall, and a lot of people wanted her, I just when I saw uh, you know Carl Heisenberg, I just the voice made me so attentive. Like I was when he was oh, in the you're scene. Oh, you're a fan of the Heisenberg, are you? Oh, it's nice of you to say that, kid. Yeah. Oh, clearly a man of taste. Okay, very good. Yeah, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. He was such like a, a character that I just was like. I enjoyed him, his presence every time, and I thought like he's one of those guys that uh, I want. If if I'm like kind of distracted, he brought my attention back. It was like I just love that uh, like that character so much, and I know that even though the voice is sort of similar between in Carl and and Asterian, but like how do you approach? Um... Yeah, it's actually transatlantic. It's not actually the same accent, and mm -hmm. there's a, the similarity is sort of. There's a high, there's a little high inflection, kind yeah. of, but his accent is more transatlantic. With yeah. it's Nicolas Cage, Jimmy Stewart, and <laughs> yeah. um, and uh, Cary Grant all mixed into one. So there's a certain kind of high inflection in there, but they're kind of a little different. His is more gravelly, machine-like, mm. and I did, I was, I kind of enjoyed the fact that they are quite dissimilar in some ways. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Cary, I think I interrupted you there. Oh no, no problem. I mean, uh, I, I, I was literally like kind of curious to know, like, how do you approach? Uh, like these characters differently and whenever you get a role or something like that, what sense do you have to approach a character in a different way so that it doesn't sort of match or is different as compared oh, to right. the other character? Yeah, well, one of, the, one of them is accent. Um, I try, and, and not only accent, but also rhythm of accent. Yeah. So Carl Heisenberg, for instance, oh, the Jimmy Stewart comes in here, oh, and he's all oh, wrong. You know, this sort of like hesitant, stumbling, very casual, very lackadaxical quality, whereas a starian is very on point. Mm -hmm. He doesn't stumble, and he doesn't usually. He might make a, a Freudian slip here and there, but he doesn't usually make mistakes. And he's very grammatically correct, and he's not casual or informal. In fact, during the sessions, I would often ask them to uncontract contra uh, contractions, like mm -hmm. as opposed to it's. It would be it is always for a starian. That was a rule I had to, and that which they obviously I was allowed by the writer and director after I asked. Because it was a, it was establishing his speech pattern. Mm. It is as opposed to it's. It is so common. It is mm. you know. Whereas uh, Heisenberg, oh, you know, he's sort of a little lazy, and my middle army, you know, he's down here and all this kind of stuff. So there was a lot of um, so really the accent is a good place to start. 
physicality as well. I make sure that, that whatever my habits, which I know very well are, I try and get away from those habits as much mm. as possible um, and find their rhythm of movement. And then also the trappings. Also, that comes from the artwork. And really, a lot of it is also from the text. You start with the text, you understand who the character is from the facts, what other people say about them, what they say about themselves, what their wants, needs, and obstacles are, what their super objective is. And you just start doing this and you pull in all these ideas, as many as possible, some of which you then push away because they don't really work, or some physical things you start trying. The stuff that works you keep, the stuff that doesn't work you throw away. And it's just a constant shaping and molding until you have something that you really, you feel is really right. The director obviously has an input, the writer has an input. And then you start playing once you've all sort of agreed on, okay, this is a good shape um, for the character. I didn't think that the Japanese executives were going to go for my accent. I did. (laughs) And Steve, Steve, because Steve was like, I'm not sure about the accent. And I was like, oh, come on. It's great. It's going to be a lot of fun. You know, it's going to be great. And and he was like, I'm not sure. And then the Japanese executives heard it. They were like, it's great. And he was like, he came up to me and went, like it. it was like yes <laughs> it's weird. i told it's you strange and weird but like, i told you we work so you know things like that um yeah it, it, i think there's no there's no right or wrong way to start exploring character but i think there are better ways and i think ultimately it's the script first mm. you look at the script look at the artwork because usually in games they have a concept art for the character yeah. very you know very strongly that's where you start and then you start pulling in things from your own craft and methodology your own research into the period into the, the world if there is a, if there's something to, to research in that way um then you start looking for substitutions things that are like it other inspirations i look to music i look to culture i look to history i look to uh, people that I know in my life, people in famous life, all that kind of stuff. I start just pulling everything. Yeah. And often inspiration comes from the weirdest, wildest, wackiest places. Uh, but I'm pretty open to all that. So I think um, if you're open, then, you know, inspiration sometimes takes you and it can be yeah. quite cool. Mm. Yeah, I, I absolutely love that. I really enjoyed both of your characters, Carl and even Asterian. It's just so, so amazing. And I think uh, I would like to, you know, end up with, with just something that I started actually in the last episode when I was talking to Devorah. And it's like just, just some five random questions uh, that I would like to ask you. All right. So um, mm-hmm. what, what's, is there a song that you will never be bored of listening to? Uh, well, me personally yeah. or Starian? Because I don't, I don't answer personal questions. Um, oh. Not for me, but for Starian, if that's okay. Because okay. uh, I might like my private life to be quite private, actually, if that's okay. Um, I think Starian... I tell you what, I'll do you one better. Um, I can't answer that specifically. Um, but I will tell you that Starian has a playlist uh, on Spotify. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's 102 songs long, and it's titled Starian. So if you want to find it, you'll see some of the songs that I referenced um, whilst I was playing him in different scenes and to create the character as well. It's like <laughs> ye oldie fantasy Spotify and there's a oh, hundred songs on there. He he likes things he would he would like things like the doors or uh, David Bowie or things like that. I think it's his jam. Mm. <laughs> That's great. If 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 it's Kate's of Asterian then is there is with Asterian would be liking a movie or some certain movie <clears throat> that like maybe Asterian would be able to recommend to anybody? Do you think is there something that in his mind? Hmm. <clears throat> Um, like less than zero would probably tickle him <laughs> if you know what I mean. If you know that movie, yeah, yeah, less than zero would probably appeal to him. The nihilistic element of the yeah. of the doomed, you know, I think that kind of thing. Um, six degrees of separation, perhaps something like that. I think he would find quite fun. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> that would be that's awesome. If you had the possibility to develop a video game, uh, then oh, develop genre. myself. Yeah. Oh yeah, sure. 
Oh God, it would just definitely be RPG. Um, role play games. I don't know. Don't know what genre. I mean, I like space stuff. I've done. I directed a space game last year yeah. called Lover's Mars. Um, I've been in high fantasy games a lot. Uh, sci-fi. I love high fantasy. I don't really care. I think. I think definitely more like like RPG and some kind of sci-fi world would be great to be able to develop something like that. I also like cowboys. <laughs> like I, I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd like to like Red Dead Redemption Two is definitely my bag. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd love to play a cowboy. I'd love to develop a game with cowboys, but it's been done so well. I don't think I do justice. Space cowboys. There you go. Space, Space cowboys. cowboys. Yep. That's, what that's it. it. That's yeah. the one. <laughs> there you go. That's the one. That's the next. That's the next one. Space cowboys would be great. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. amazing. In in I think yeah. in uh, what do you think at this point? Like that, you know, we have a lot of talks about aliens. Do you think personally that like aliens are something that's real? Yeah, totally. I don't think we'll ever meet them. Oh. <laughs> I don't think we'll ever meet them, but I think they're real. I just don't. Why would they come here? We're completely screwing our planet over so badly. We're we're not in harmony with <laughs> us. There's one race on the planet. It's human, and we're doing a very bad job of looking after each other. Um, why would they come here? It's like <laughs> there are better places to visit in the universe, no doubt. Yeah. Um, I, yes, of course. I think intelligent life probably exists all over the place in the in the known in the in the growing universe yeah. it's a question of whether we're all meet each other at the right time i think and probably timing and distance is a thing yeah so i think it's highly unlikely other life will meet us or each other which sucks because that would be awesome um but i don't think aliens are here necessarily because why would they be here like this is a <laughs> this is a nightmare situation <laughs> at the moment and we, we we hope that human nature which many good things come out of humanity and there are many beautiful experiences together in communities but we also do a lot of really dumb stuff and i just think that yeah. they'd be like the aliens would be like oh these humans uh, they're so cool and so awful at the same time it's a nightmare i don't know uh, i think alien life exists somewhere yeah sure well, it absolutely does yeah well uh, i would say thank you so much for taking the time talking to me about the game no the character it's yeah. just a, such a fun time playing the game it's just I'm, i'm still trying to play it i am i'm the one who's not into dnd <laughs> so i'm just taking my great long amount of time to figure things out but i'm trying to figure things out I'm trying to get there but like you know a lot of people are having so much fun and a lot of people are just exploring so, these characters so yeah thank you for so much for taking the time taking the opportunity to talk to me no problem at all no it's really nice to meet you and thank you very much for asking as well and yeah i'm glad you're having a good time